As parents, our first priority with respect to our kids is to protect and sustain them. So it could be argued that submitting them eight hours a day to instruction that rather flies in the face of what we hold and teach to be truth, reality, and positive moral values would be counterproductive at best and insanity at worst. So why then do we do it? Why why do so many of us send our kids to public schools, for example, where so much of what they're being taught is antithetical to what we believe? Weighing the cost between homeschool and public school. They're your kids, so choose wisely. That's today on Licensed to Parent. Hello and welcome once again to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long wilderness-based Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host on Licensed to Parent is the founder and director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosel. And uh, Trace, I know you are quite the homeschool advocate. Uh, We've also had some guests, though, on this program, I know, who make, I'd say, a very plausible argument for sending their kids to public schools. So today we're going to try to sort this out. Rich, uh, Jesus drank wine and and was called a glutton and a wino for it. Yet John the Baptist wouldn't touch it to his lips and lived in the wilderness eating a very specific diet. And uh, and people thought he was nuttier than squirrel dung for doing it. Uh, There are exceptions to every rule. Scripture's full of those exceptions. Uh, The key is submitting to the perfect will of God mm-hmm. in all areas of our life. And that's going to look a lot different for some people than others. Say, say that one more time. That's going to look different for some people than others. Right. So we've got to find out what God's calling us to. Absolutely. Absolutely. The key is submitting to the perfect will of God. Um, so I'd never say there couldn't be a specific calling on some families to send their kids to public school. Uh, I just don't think, generally speaking, that's the case for most of us. And it certainly isn't the best option for the average Christian kid. Yeah. Uh, but like you said in, in the opening, Rich, our first obligation is to protect our kids. I mean, they're kids after all. Childhood, again, generally speaking, is a training ground. Where and how our kids get that training and, and what they're trained in, I believe, we'll, we'll be responsible for. Yeah. And I think Scripture bears that out. Uh, but that's a foreign concept to a citizenry that's been indoctrinated with a, a public school mindset. And by the way, I, I'm all for Christian teachers in the public school. I mean, we need more Christian warriors working behind enemy lines. Isn't it a shame that we now have to consider our public schools enemy territory? Yeah. That's a yeah. shame. It was never intended to be that no, way, certainly. Never used to be. And, and the reason I asked you to repeat that statement about, you know, it, it's going to be different for different people. We don't all wear the same size shoe here, so mm-hmm. we got to figure it out, is because what we want to present today is a way to sort of meet out what's best for our families. Right. And, and that may be different, but... Today's guest, I think, is going to leave us with some some good information and some credible evidence as to why homeschooling makes a lot of sense for a lot of families. Amen. Some years back, she would probably have said of herself that she had no time for uh, homeschooling kids. Sam Sorbo is our guest. Sam wears many hats. She's been a radio host in the past, an actress, an international model, an activist, an author, wife, mother, and yes, a homeschooling advocate. That's why we have her on today. After high school in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Sam studied biomedical engineering at Duke University uh, before pursuing a career in modeling. 
And that modeling offered her the chance to travel and learn languages. By the way, she's fluent in five, and we will ask her to answer our questions today in each of those to give this program a more international flair. She doesn't know that yet. But anyway, Sam moved to uh, to Los Angeles to uh, pursue acting. And dedication and perseverance gained her roles in several films uh, and uh, several TV shows as well, including Chicago Hope and Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Hercules then introduced her to Kevin Sorbo. Yes, same last name. No, they're not brother and sister. He's the guy who married her. And they got married back in 1998. She moved to New Zealand, wrote uh, while in New Zealand, Gizmo, The Legendary Journeys, Auckland. And uh, th- this is one of the most well-traveled people say. that we have had on this program. Uh, she also hosted the national radio program, The Sam Sorbo Show. She continues to act and speak. And this all brings her around to what she has been doing most recently, and that is she has written the book, They're Your Kids, an inspirational journey from self-doubter to homeschool advocate, and, of course, the Sorbos homeschool their three kids. Yeah, if she can pull all, all that off and still homeschool her kids, then, by golly, we ought to be able to do it, right? And, and it's not even lunch yet. We're <laughs> just looking when we're recording this. <laughs> Sam, welcome to the Licensed to Parent broadcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to join you guys. And, I- uh I don't Thanks think for the great introduction. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think we have. I, you've covered more territory than we could ever imagine. I mean, my bucket list doesn't even include half that stuff. And he left out the fact that you were a hitman for the mafia. So you know, <gasps> yeah, that's, I kid, I kid. That's how rumors get started. I you know. know. Right. You're right. Well, listen, as someone whose family is in the public eye, I, I understand why why you choose you know a private school for your kids. But how'd you come to value homeschool so much uh, as to write a book about it? Well, okay. Your children are the greatest love story you will ever experience. Sending them into an institution for eight hours a day is a betrayal of that. And I did it. And so my oldest child went through second grade. And uh, about halfway through second grade, uh, I asked the teacher. And I I was like a fixture in the classroom because I was one of those parents who felt that twinge of guilt that I needed to be there, I needed to support the school, I needed to do the volunteer work, the bake sales, I taught art in the class, I graded papers for the teacher, I brought the kids over to library once a week, that kind of stuff. And halfway through the year, I said, how are Braden's book reports? Because I'd never received one back. And she said, oh, not very good, without even blinking an eye. (laughs) And I said, what, really? I thought she was joking. She said, no, no, not very good. And, and so I started down this, this road of doubt about the school system that I had never experienced because I was raised, to, I was raised through the public school system. And as horrible as, as it was, I was a straight-A student and I hated school and I missed a lot of school, um, but, I, but I was still indoctrinated with this idea that public school was simply the way to go. Yeah. And if you could afford private school, you know, that was, that was a different option but basically, the institution of school was something to be revered and admired, all evidence to the contrary. Yeah. But when it was my son that was being let down, I started to take a closer look. And so it began with me doing his book reports with him every day after school because I, I understood then, wow, I, I need to really step in and do homework with this kid every day to make sure that he can, you know, toe the line. And that's actually homeschooling. Yeah, yeah. I was just doing it at the end of the day when we were tired and cranky and hungry. <laughs> and then we went away because my husband is in film, as you know, and, and we traveled with him. And 
So I took the kids out of school for a three-week period. But because when you take your kids out of school, if you want to sort of stay on in the school's good graces, you, you submit a form and they give you a bunch of work that you then bring back so they can prove to the state that the child was still basically uh, enrolled in the school so they can get the money. So I brought the work with me. And I, I heard too many times from my son, Mommy, she doesn't make us do this in class. Meaning she had given me the stuff just to keep him busy. Yeah. She'd given me the busy work to do with him. And then I, and I took a closer look at it, obviously, because I was doing it with him every day. And I'm like, this stuff is kind of stupid. Why is he doing this? So I took out a pad and a pen, and I taught him some math instead. And I realized I was homeschooling. Yeah. And my disappointment in the, the level of expectation that the school has for the children led me to sort of investigate the idea of homeschooling. And I'll tell you, I was filled with trepidation. I was anxious beyond belief. Could I really do this? And so what I did, and this is what I encourage parents to do, is I just set myself a semester. And I said to Kevin, I just want to try it for the fall semester for his third grade, and we'll just see how it goes. I'm not committing, you know, because the first thing people ask you is, are you going to homeschool all, through, all the way through high school? And I'm like, he's in second grade. Give me a break. I'm going to try it for a semester. And when I brought him home and I saw the growth in the relationship between him and his younger siblings, which had been deteriorating because the school teaches ageism, that the, that the fifth graders are better than the fourth graders and the fourth graders are better than the third graders, right? Yeah. It sets the kids against each other, really, in a, in, a strange, in a strange way. And I don't, listen, I'm not blaming teachers. I grant, I grant you that the teachers are overworked and underpaid and whatever you want. They're handcuffed. Right? They're hogtied. They're hogtied. I am indicting the system. Absolutely yeah. right. And the Absolutely. reason that I, that I indict the system is when I started down this road, then I started doing some research. Now, now I'm fully out of the school system and the indoctrination there. My eyes were opened. Basically, the, the relationship between the parent and the child is under attack. So then I started doing some research, and I, first of all, I'll, I'll refer your listeners to um, a movie called Indoctrination, yeah. which is a fantastic movie about where, well the, where our school system came from, right? Yeah, Colin, yeah. Colin Gunn, he was here, he filmed a, a, a movie here at Shepherd's Hill uh, called Captivated. Uh, he was part okay. with, with Philip Telfer yeah, about the, what, what digital technology is doing to our kids, so we're very familiar with uh, Colin. Great stuff. Right. So, so, you know, then I started to go on a crusade because I realized that I, I had saved in a sense, my family, I'd preserved my family, despite the attack of the when, the... when the school sends home homework, that's a betrayal of their purported goal. Hmm. Their goal is to educate your child. Why are they sending home homework? The home <laughs> is where the child should be not being educated, in a sense, if, if, what, we, if what the schools you know, claim is true. Educated so in school, something beyond academics, let's put it that way. The, but, but actually, you, you can't even say that anymore because the schools have taken over not only academics but morality. No, no doubt about that. Right. Uh, politics and, and everything else. Everything, right? Yeah. But, and, yet, and yet they're sending home homework. So, so let me say this. When you as a parent drop your child off at school, you are tacitly telling the child that you no longer have authority because you're incapable that the school now has the authority. When the school sends home homework, the school is telling the child, 
Look at your parent. We are making your parent behave according to our wishes. Your parent no longer has any authority. Then your child becomes a teenager and challenges your authority, and you're wondering why? Mm -hmm. And so you bring the homework home so you can help your kid learn how he evolved from an amoeba. Well, I mean, you know, and I get into that in the book as well. Listen, if you want your child to believe that he's an accident and that survival of the fittest is the truth, then try to explain to him why ISIS is wrong. No, I, I, you're, you're speaking our language. It's exactly what we try to get across the airways every time we're on the air. And by the way, Sam, a moment ago you were talking about it not being the fault of the teacher, but it's more a fault of the system. Uh, my wife and I have been involved in various Christian schools as well throughout the years. We have predominantly homeschooled our kids, but have also taken advantage of Christian schools. And this systemic problem that you're seeing has unfortunately seeped into the private schools as well, and Mm -hmm. even the Christian private schools. And we're seeing a mindset that makes no no sense to us whatsoever. It's confusing the snot out of the kids, I can tell you that. It is. So Common Core is the ninth complete overhaul of our education system in in as many as 27 years. That's one every three years. Our Department of Education is failing. According to our standards, because our standards are we want our children educated. But let me ask you something. If they fail nine times, are they failing according to their standards? And I would say probably not. I think they're probably succeeding. Mm. Because every three years, everybody has to buy brand new textbooks. Everybody has to go through new training. Everybody has to redo stuff. And somebody's making money on that. We spend more than every country, save Switzerland. (laughs) But my point is that Common Core is is pervasive and pernicious. Mm -hmm. And so when when you get your textbooks from your highly Christian school, they might not say Common Core on them, but the, te- the interior of the textbook has been changed to Common Core, rest mm-hmm. assured. Yeah. Where does discipline fall into the equation? I know that even though it's legal here in, in Georgia anyway, for public schools to, to exercise even corporate discipline, policy, you know, because of liability, uh, basically, these kids can cuss out a teacher. There's chaos and with with impunity, chaos in these classrooms. Where do you see discipline as far as um, a, a reason why our our kids aren't thriving in public schools? Oh, that's such an interesting question. Well, uh, obviously, you, you can't have discipline in the classroom. We've ha- we've, as you mentioned before, we've hogtied the teachers, so they they can't enforce disciplinary measures. And and we see these you know uh, these incendiary videos. You can take a step back and say, well, that's just, that's terribly egregious. But just think of the subtleties of the lack of discipline in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If, if you have the opportunity to keep your children home with you, they will be better off. Much better just, off. You, you just, it's, it's very difficult to make the case that sending your child into an institution to be around other children his own age is better than exposing him to uh, multiple age groups, including, for instance, grandma, grandpa, auntie, uh, the bank teller, the cashier at the, at the supermarket, mm-hmm. right? It used to be that homeschoolers, uh, they homeschooled because their children simply couldn't operate in the, in the system, in mm-hmm. the institution, right? And so typically those were kids who just were, they weren't going to be uh, uh, good, well-adjusted, or, you know, they, they had other issues. But now a lot of just mainline uh, children are being homeschooled, and you're seeing that homeschooled children are socially much more adept than children who have spent hours upon hours 
with young people their very same age. How do you expect mm-hmm. a sixth grader to learn manners from another sixth grader? Well, it, the, it can't happen. But the right. common argument is that we're socially retarding our kids by not sending them to school. Which, of uh, course, is absurd. Which is absurd. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Sam Sorbo, actress, radio host, model, probably international spy. We haven't figured that part out yet. Activist and homeschooling advocate, author of the book we're talking about, They're Your Kids, an inspirational journey from self-doubter to homeschool advocate, available online at they'reyourkids.com. We'll be back with more conversation on Licensed to Parent right after this. In the training of our children, what role should public school play? Documentarian Colin Gunn takes a panoramic exploration of this issue by hopping in a school bus for a field trip all over America in the DVD Indoctrination. Colin conducts a series of candid interviews and discovers how God's recipe for training the next generation is being replaced with a humanistic, man-centered program that fragments the family and undermines the influence of the church and the Great Commission. Christian teachers and principals share how they're attempting to walk the tightrope between teaching what they do not believe and being restricted from their God-given call to be salt and light. Indoctrination, Public Schools and the Decline of Christianity in America. Available in the Licensed to Parent store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds support the Shepherds Hill Academy Student Scholarship Fund. Hello, this is Dave Barton of Wall Builders. You know, history repeatedly validates the many benefits of an authentic biblical worldview. The Licensed to Parent radio broadcast helps restore that worldview back into the hearts and minds of today's parents, and Shepherds Hill Academy successfully demonstrates that troubled teens and their parents can still experience the abundant life while being fully equipped to win back our culture to biblical truth. The Licensed to Parent broadcast teaches timeless biblical principles and answers that are lived out every day at Shepherds Hill Academy. Both demonstrate that a biblical worldview provides guiding principles that work successfully every time they're applied. With the generous gifts from people just like you, we're able to provide parents with practical insights to navigate the challenges families face in today's culture, as well as helping troubled teens in our year-long residential program. To learn more and to donate, visit LicensedToParent.org. This is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And we're visiting today with Sam Sorbo. She's an actress, she's a radio host, and she is a homeschool advocate par excellence, author of the book, They're Your Kids, an inspirational journey from self-doubter to homeschool advocate. And uh, Sam, during the break, we were talking about the fact that there are a lot of parents who are flat out afraid to homeschool. Um, what do you What do you think some of the biggest objections are, and how do we get past those? Well, especially when you stop to consider all all the legitimate fears that accompany sending our kids to public school. What is it about homeschooling that seems to frighten parents even more? Yeah, I I, I would say to you that it's because we've been indoctrinated by the system, and the idea is that they have educated us 
in such a way as to make us incapable of challenging them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, at the beginning of my book, there's a quote by uh, Johann Fichte, who was the head of philosophy and psychology at Prussian University, which is what influenced our entire public school movement. And the quote is, education should aim at destroying free will so that after pupils are thus schooled, they will be incapable throughout the rest of their lives of thinking or acting otherwise than as their schoolmasters would have wished. So we've, we, we are sitting in an area with, with the thought that we can't possibly do as well as the school system mm-hmm. because that's what we were raised to believe. Again, Hitler's youth. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an indoctrination. It's a, it's, a, it's a firmly held belief that the schools can accomplish. And we are also no longer being taught to evaluate the facts. The facts are that the schools are failing. The weird thing to me is everybody agrees the schools are failing, and somehow they think that the ninth time that they overhaul the schools in order to fix the failing public education system will work, even though Common Core was never tested before it was implemented. So people need to take a step back and look at the, the facts and really evaluate the facts. Are the schools capable of education? And then we have to go... We have to ask ourselves, what is education? Well, Robert Frost said that education is the ability to entertain a thought without losing your self-confidence or your temper. Mm. We no longer have the ability to entertain a thought without losing our temper or our self-confidence. That's why we have safe zones. Parents out there really need to rethink college. Because colleges are no longer capable of turning out children who have jobs. We're raised to believe that our education system is the greatest in the world and can get the job done. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to, to let go of that belief in order to challenge it for yourself. Yeah. And that's something that's too scary for most people. They, they were ra- Listen, I remember when I graduated high school, I'm like, wow, yay, I never have to crack another book again. Actually, I was going to college, but it was, it was that kind of that feeling of at the end of school, you stopped learning. Once you were done with school, you stopped learning. And home education turns that entirely on its head with yeah. the thought that we are training lifelong learners. So instead of knowing everything in front of my children, what I do for them is I model how to learn. Mm-hmm. They ask me a question. If I don't know the answer, which is like, it should be a thrilling thing. Hey, You've asked me a question I don't even know the answer to. Yeah. Let's go look it up. And that's what college and was supposed to be. we will both learn together. And that's the whole point. And then you have a child who, if at the age of 30, they say, you know what, I'm not happy in my job. They reinvent themselves because they can just go about learning anything. Absolutely. You know, I think there's an out-of-sight, out-of-mind mentality for a lot of parents. Their kids are away from them for nearly eight hours a day. And uh, they don't, I don't think they, I don't think they want to believe What's actually going on? I can't tell you the number of homeschool parents that decided to, to let their kids go to public school once they got to high school uh, age, uh, only only to end up at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Have you noticed a similar pattern in your experience? Uh, what's your take on that? Well, I haven't noticed. Oh, I haven't. I, I can't say I've noticed that pattern. No, for those, I'm, for, for, I'm, for, I'm, I'm just specifically saying for those who have decided to, at a certain age, go ahead and plug them back into the public school, uh, just for those kids alone. Have you noticed a pattern of them kind of going off the deep end after that? I, I haven't because okay. I'm not, I, I don't have the experience of seeing that many parents okay, that's plugging probably, their kids back in. I, I get you. Okay. All right. Um, and, and the parents who have plugged their kids back in are uh, parents who are, um, intricately involved 
for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so I just haven't experienced that. Okay. But I'm, I'm not surprised. Look, we live in a secular culture, and if you immerse your children in secular humanism for eight hours a day, yeah. And, and then think that an hour and a half of church once a week is going to fix that. It's insane. Uh, you, you're going to learn a nasty lesson. Yeah. And, and, and no sane parent wants their kids exposed to or engaged in pornography. Uh, tell us what's happened in the public school that pretty much assures uh, that our kids will at least be exposed to it, if not engaged in it, and quite often. Well, it's funny because in my book I actually have an example of what I consider, it's, it's obviously not pornography, but what I consider por- pornographic, it's a, it's a grammar lesson that, is, um, that teaches about the Oxford comma. But it pictures, it pictures Stalin and Kennedy and two strippers. And it's a cartoon. And then, it, and then the second one without the Oxford comma is Stalin and Kennedy dressed as strippers. Now, I could argue there's some merit in putting Stalin in a stripper costume in front of a young person, <laughs> also not very convincingly. Mm-hmm. But I cannot argue that putting Kennedy in front of... I just... You're kidding me, right? Yeah, like, and this was, this was distributed for 10th grade classrooms. There, and there's more, obviously. There's a lot more. Because when you're talking sex education, how can you avoid it? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, and honestly, you know, if you really think about it, where do they come off? And the whole argument is, well, the parents who don't teach their kids, you know, there we need to look out for those kids. It is what it is is it is taking the responsibility of parenting away from the parents based on a few poor parents out there. Mm-hmm. Right. It is denigrating the whole and 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 rest assured that's what it's about. That's why now there's a push for preschool for paid preschool. Boy, if they could get those kids right out of the womb, well, they do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Today's guest on License to Parent has been Sam Sorbo, actress, radio host, international model, activist, homeschooling advocate, as we've been talking about, and the author of several books, including They're Your Kids, an inspirational journey from self-doubter to homeschool advocate, available online at they'reyourkids.com. By the way, Sam and her husband, Kevin, have just completed filming a movie that she referenced a little earlier in our conversation based on her story. It's called Let There Be Light. It stars Kevin and Sam and their two boys, Braden and Shane. It also features Dionne Warwick, Michael Franzine, Travis Tritt, Daniel Roebuck, uh, Daniel Roebuck, Gary Grubbs, and Danielle Artis. And I'm just curious, Sam, if you want to hang out with cool people, do you just make a movie and that's how you get them recruited? <laughs> I have to pay people to hang out with me. Yeah, I guess okay. that's right. Well, that includes <laughs> executive way, producer was, Sean Hannity. Yeah, you got to you got to get Sean's name in there. <laughs> yep, Sean produced it and and plays himself in the movie, I understand. He does an excellent job. He's so convincing as Sean Hannity, you wouldn't believe it. Wow, he must have <laughs> took some lessons. <laughs> and can it, I tell people go to samsorbo.com and also go to my official Facebook page and follow me on Twitter, please? Oh, absolutely. That would be great. By the way, this movie is uh, coming out this Christmas, right? 2017? Yes. Yeah, it'll be out this fall. We're Excellent. very excited about it. Okay, and that's Sam Sorbo, S-A-M-S-O-R-B-O uh, dot com? Yes, samsorbo.com. Okay. They can find the book there also. Excellent. So. Oh, very good. Sam, thanks so much Thank for the you. work you're doing. Thanks for coming on the program to renew your license to parent. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Great, thanks. Thanks, Kate. And this is the Licensed to Parent broadcast. Again, you'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And remember that the work we do here on Licensed to Parent is an extension of the work done every day inside the gates of Shepherd's Hill Academy, which is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. If you have a troubled teen, or if you know of one and would like to get some help, please go to our website and click the link for Shepherd's Hill Academy, or simply go to helpmytroubledteen.org. Again, you can visit our website, licensedtoparent.org, or go to helpmytroubledteen.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to tell a fellow parent about us and then join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>